Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome back to episode 98 of the On the Table Gaming podcast. I'm Chase, and today we're going to be talking to Simon, the Facebook fan community moderator. Welcome to the podcast, Simon. Well, thank you very much for having me, Chase. It's a pleasure to finally be part of your podcast. Oh, there we go. It was it was so much fun actually getting to talk with you at the Gen Con community live stream. So I've been I've been waiting uh, to get another chance to to sit down and talk with you. So today's the day. Well, you're obviously very easily pleased. That's all I can say. So uh, <laughs> it was pre- it's pretty nerve wracking being on sort of a, a, a any kind of live event online where. You know, you're speaking to people, you're trying to offer opinion, there's plenty of people talking at the same time. So it's rather nerve wracking. And I don't quite know how you managed to do it quite so well. So um, it's great to see behind the scenes here and all that secret stuff you've been just been telling me before we started recording this. Uh, actually, on the secret day. Before we, before we uh, get into talking about some of Song of Ice and Fire stuff, because today was a big day. We had some great joy news revealed. We also had the Facebook group get a 100 likes on a, uh, a beautiful Free Folk banner art that I want to come back to and talk about in a moment, which you know allegedly will be gracing the Facebook group for quite some time now. But before we get to that, I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about just like you know, who you are. So you're someone that the community has interacted in essentially your cultivated space. Like you've, you've run this you know, 8,000 plus uh, Facebook group that we all love and we use to communicate. And you've really been, you know, there to make sure that it grows in a positive manner and in a supportive way. So how did uh, you get into gaming in general? How did you find your way to a song of ice and fire? And then maybe we'll talk about, um, you know, what's it like being a Facebook moderator and, uh, you know, kind of the, the woes and joys of all that. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, so but memoir. Let's start. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're talking about my favorite subjects anyway, which is me. So um, just a bit of background <laughs> about me. Um, I'm a middle-aged gamer. So basically my route to gaming was via miniatures um, as a small kid. Well, you know, maybe sort of 10-ish or something. I got into uh, Grenadier miniatures. Actually, the first, my first touch point was with uh, Fighting Fantasy, Choose Your Own Adventure books. And then I got sucked into the dark world of fantasy and magic. (laughs) And I was really keen on that. So um, there was a a store in, I used to, obviously I'm from the UK. Um, We used to live in a place called Suffolk. And there was a store in Ipswich called War and Peace. And uh, the gentleman who used to run it used to basically entertain a lot of kind of prepubescent kids going in there and (laughs) just staring at stuff. I don't think anyone shoplifted, but it was tempting. Um, You know, I used to (laughs) save all my pocket money, go in there, and uh, he always used to help me out and... What, what, how much money have you got then? And sort of like, uh, you know, used to give me stuff. And that kind of nurtured my real enthusiasm for the whole genre. And then things like uh, Lord of the Rings was amazing to me. And I was collecting miniatures. And then sort of Games Workshop, Citadel Miniatures came up. And these sort of like high fantasy models were absolutely amazing. My dad actually uh, helped me paint one of them. Um, it was, uh, I think it was a, a troll with a big uh, sort of like smiley uh, belt. And I thought, that's so cool. So miniatures have always been part of, my life. Um, as you get a little older, you know, things happen in your life and there's a lot of distractions in your teenage years and in your 20s, certainly. So uh, I think a lot of people have found, kind of found their way back to gaming and, and hobbying and things like that. And what hobbies do I have? And, you know, I kind of slowly got into games. I'm more of a collector, really. I, you know, um, I know we joked about this before, but um, I sort of collect armies and things basically with the notion that one day, maybe they might be valuable, you know? Maybe in my retirement, I could sell my gene stealer army and that might keep me going for maybe an extra three or four months. So I have these uh, 
collections of miniatures all secreted away. And <laughs> when you say when you say secreted away, though, I just imagine like they're going to be like, well, under Grandpapa's uh, bed, we found a, a, a box, and it's just piles of gene stealer alien mutants. Like, yeah, you like, know, it's yeah. very common for addicts to really hide their affliction. And um, <laughs> if I think the full extent of my purchasing was actually disclosed, then I'd be in some serious <laughs> trouble. If, I've got quite a lot of plastic. You know, I do things miniatures um sort of three sets into one box force them all in there and that cuts down your problem by about a third so there's a lot of techniques and if anybody wants some pointers to seeing how you can um sort of minimize your uh, extra hobby then please get in touch with me because I've, I've really mastered that but i must say i have a very supportive fiance and family who indulge my uh, gaming and they don't get directly involved but um you know maybe one day i could i could twist their arm or blackmail them in some way and they'll want to play song with me but um <laughs> Now, with songs specifically, um, situation I found in was with all these miniatures and games, I have a great amount of enthusiasm when I'm out, and it quickly dissipates. So, um, you know, I buy a box set or something. I think, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's going to change my life. I start playing it. And I think, yeah, it's okay. Um, on to the next thing, you know, <laughs> two weeks later. But with song, um, there was a Kickstarter announcement, and the timing was just right. I was really looking for uh, something a bit different, a new game. And um, I was... I think the first thing that grabbed my attention was the quality of the sculpts themselves. And I was super impressed. I thought, wow, these are going to look great. They weren't high fantasy. They looked kind of realistic. And the proportions weren't sort of like a super heroic. They were, you know, uh, more towards something where I thought, hey, this is my kind of thing. So um, as the Kickstarter started, I thought to myself, well, why don't I put together a community? And really, the, the intent was to do it locally for people in my area. So people could join me and, you know, maybe get enthusiastic about the Kickstarter, meet some people and get together and play with them. But kind of ignored the fact that Facebook is global and other people started joining the group and they found it. And then I started promoting it um, as the Kickstarter was happening, promoted it on the Kickstarter page, a bit naughty, really, but no one minded because <laughs> it was in support of the community. And um more and more people joined and invited their friends and very enthusiastic. So very exciting time for the game. Um, and why Facebook? Um, because it was easy and it pressed a button and the group was there and people could find it. You could interact as yourself. So there wasn't right. the weirdos yeah. and stuff like that. We leave that to the community <laughs> and Discord where they all make up fantastic names. Like everybody's got different hats on yeah. and uh, different names and stuff. And I'll be like, who, who are these people again? Like, No, that's a, that's a dark part of the web. But seriously, the Discord community are absolutely fantastic as well. We'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Uh, but so um, going back to Facebook, it's, um, it got to the stage where it kind of started growing pretty quickly. And um, as a result of that, I asked a couple of people to help out. One of them was a gentleman named Jeremy Sadler, who has been absolutely fantastic to work alongside. Um, we, we call it work because it is, you know, there's a lot of work goes into this. It's not just banning people. You know, there's a lot of messages we get and, and things like that. Just to make the point, it is an unofficial community. This is not an officially endorsed or anything. You know, we, we're out there and we are a large community for the, in support of the game. Um, now, Jeremy has done a lot of work behind the scenes, but he's always kind of like a, someone I discuss things with. And as a result of that, we've actually built out quite a few different Facebook groups. I have to admit that uh, Song isn't my only game, and I know that might shock some people, but we have groups for Star Wars Legion, for Journeys in Middle-Earth. Um, had some groups which we gave to other people because my interest waned and faded in some of those as well. But um, I think altogether, we've got probably about 10 to 15 groups. Um, so probably totaling maybe mm, 20, 30,000 people or something like that. That's amazing. 
Um, so the, the interesting thing is like the way you talk about it, you're kind of, you, you build up these groups and there's sort of these things that mm. you are helping guide. Right. Um, but it's not like, it's not like miniatures where you buy miniatures, you paint, and you put them on your shelf and like they either collect dust or you play with them, but they're, they're just there in like a, you know, a, a, a timeless state. You know, it, you gotta have to be like a constant gardener with a Facebook page. What, uh, what inspires you to keep doing that? It's really the community element. I guess. I think you've just actually made me realize that I don't collect miniatures anymore. I collect people. Okay. <laughs> when the police come to talk to me, I'll be like, there was a clue that was yeah. dropped. <laughs> Everyone had an inkling, but no one was really certain. Um, running a community and why, why we do it. Um, it's for the fact that it gives structure for people to learn and to share ideas. We've all been educated on Facebook to share, uh, share our own opinions and things like that. So typically it's quite a one-way process. You look at things like Twitter, people throw things out there. More people uh, sort of uh, write things and can consume information on that platform. But Facebook's right. a bit different because you can discuss things. It is, it's rather a mess, really, the way that it's all arranged. It's not exactly logical to some people, um, but it, it, it fits the purpose that it's A, easily accessible, um, and B, it's pretty easy to use as well. So, you know, yeah. if you've got an account, you can join and you can get started with it. It's pretty ubiquitous at this point as far as, like, access to. It is. And also, you know, um, being in this space and uh, sort of creating a community, what we're finding is that a lot of other content creators, a lot of other people are ob obviously on that platform as well. So um, for them to share information within the Facebook group makes a lot of sense. And so I think this, again, contributes to the overall success. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, uh, running a Facebook group is, is a, um, it has to be a passion. I don't think you can just do it um, just for the sake of it. And you know, I'm going to be on record now that sometimes my interest in this game wanes. It's, it's natural for people not to be continuously 100% what, you know, into something the whole time, uh, flat out, because variety is the spice of life. So, um, yeah. you know, we do our best to um, help curate the community and to help provide a, provide a platform for people to share their thoughts. So you, you mentioned moderating a few other games. Um, mm. You know, if you have another game that you really enjoy at this time, what, what might that be? Ooh, I don't think I could share all my secrets. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I like Star Wars Legion. Well, I did up until a week ago. No. Um, I feel I, nervous I, about I, that. I'm, I'm a big Star Wars Legion player, and uh, <laughs> that was a little bit surprising. That might be another podcast for another time. Um, I think so. I, I'm, I'm going to wait and see. Let's, see. let's see what happens, I think. Um, I guess for those of you not in the know, um, for Star Wars Legion, it was just announced that uh, basically FFG is, I guess, giving away the, the or is moving, relocating the X-Wing, Armada, and Star Wars Legion components of that company to a new company called Atomic Mass Games, and they do Marvel Crisis Protocol. And so kind of think with that shift, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, the the uh, What was it? The designer, Alex Davey, he's, he's no longer with the project. Uh, and that sort of raised some eyebrows and concerns over maybe how it was handled. Um, but a kind of information is, is coming out slowly in spits and spurts. Mm. So it's really kind of see where do things land, but that's, you know, that's a topic for another time, but I find that star Wars Legion is a great game for kind of counterbalancing uh, song of ice and fire. Right. I, I don't mm. think I can play like true two tray based games. Um, so I find that's like a nice kind of healthy pairing. Okay. I think the other games that I, I enjoy, um, uh, is Marvel champions, which is a card game, which is a refinement of. Arkham Horror and the Lord of the Ring card game. So it's a solo or a collaborative game. Um, you play against a scenario and um, it's extremely well designed. 
a lot of fun. Superheroes really aren't my thing, but I tremendously enjoy the game. And there's some cool little synergies that you see. So that's a lot of fun. And that's more of a distraction. Um, <laughs> Shout out to uh, Court of Gamers in San Antonio, Texas. There are a bunch of those guys on my Patreon and they dragged me on to uh, some online games of Marvel Champions to show me how the game worked. And, and uh, it's really cool. I can see how that would be like a really addictive game, but also like a fun like community game to sit down with. It's cooperative. Mm, absolutely. I play it on my own because I'm miserable and I, I like that kind of environment. I'm fully in control of it. Oh, and, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to put up other people no it's I, i've never had the opportunity to play with anybody else really it's one of those things i get out when i want to play a game on my own so um that's fine also i mean always intrigued by infinity um it's a, it's got such a uh i wouldn't say fanatical fan base but it's certainly a lot tremendous amount of fans and i err on the side of caution with that game because it is quite a deep game um and uh the miniatures are metal miniatures which can be problematic etc but I, that's the one for me that I've, I, I really want to get into, but I've never been able to crack that. I think some of the changes they make recently um, with, I think it's N4, um, and they had, um, I think there's like a, a, a version where actually you can dip your toe into the water, which has got slight pared-down rules. For me, that's quite an attractive proposition as well. So maybe I'll get to that maybe later this year and, and take a look there. But there's so many games out there. You know, there's a, If you look on Facebook, there's a community, there's thousands of communities for gaming. It's really the golden age of uh, board and uh, wargaming for sure. And the nice thing is like sometimes taking a little break, you know, can keep things fresh too. Like a song of Ways mm-hmm. and fire, I think has such a strong chassis, like the, the base mechanics and the style of play is so good that, you know, sometimes taking a break, you kind of appreciate it more when you come back and you're like, Oh yeah. The interplay of the tactics board, the tactics cards and the actual physical movements, like is really, really clean. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's like 4d chess. And again, this is the <laughs> point we've, we've spoken about before it, the, 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 like you say, the interplay between the different elements really helps build something which is far greater than the sum of the parts. And this is what gives people the feeling of such sort of a tactical depth. You know, you can play as a commander. If you're playing Tyrion, you're very clever, witty, and, you know, the commander sort of uh, cards reflect that. You understand people. You know, it's more about the aspects of not explicit warfare, but of the strategic side of, of actually dealing with the problem itself. You look at people like Ned Stark, very noble, and the Stark forces, you know, very forthright and, and, and those types of things, again, reflected in the cards. And then you have people like Joffrey, which obviously entertains other kind of personalities. So there's a lot of variety there. And, <laughs> Judgment. Um, <laughs> well, I, I kind of like the Lannisters, I must say. But it's a, um, it's a blessing and a curse, I feel, because a game which is this, again, I, I would, I'm not going to say complicated, I'm going to say rich is something which we all know and love and we've become familiar with but at the same time there is a lot going on with this game and so if there is to be incremental updates i'm pretty sure they have to be pretty deeply considered before they can be rolled out um i think simon has been on record with updating the game certainly over the last couple of years and done a tremendous job at not only making changes where required but if you look at things like Varus and um, the way that he was changed and then changed again that they're not afraid of really making the typical decisions. And so that's great to see. I think it's very healthy for the game. COVID has thrown everything for a loop, obviously. I'm sure that the number of games played has quite literally been decimated. Yeah. Um, people meeting in person. That's just not happening. So I think that there is time for people maybe to start painting their armies a little bit. Because yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty... Uh, I don't have a lot of uh, sort of painted models. I've got one or two. Most of mine's bare plastic. I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to that. Obviously, 
<laughs> not getting anything done but um yeah it's a cool game and i i just i just love the way this has all been put together from the outset through to the the release of the the newer stuff for sure it's, it's been absolutely fantastic to follow along and we've had the attachment boxes that have just come out recently we've got gray joys that were revealed today at least you know revealed that hey there's going to be some mm-hmm. things launching and you know you recently agreed to put up a free folk banner uh possibly for the week on the facebook group uh you know <sighs> so uh what, what's going on with the banners in general why were you uh you know switching things up um boredom i just thought it would be a good idea um so <laughs> basically because there are new attachment boxes and with what in the past We've had banners around different types of releases. So, for instance, when the Night's Watch came out, we had the Night's Watch banner. And then I think we skipped the Free Folk Chase for some reason. Not sure why. It wasn't that important. And then I think we went to Baratheons <laughs> and then Targaryens. But um, it's really when we get around to it. And obviously, we use the fantastic art that Simon have produced. And with the five new attachment boxes, I thought I'd give each faction a, a showcase uh, in the banner so you know people can get behind that. It's proven to be very popular actually. Just for a little change like that, it's like changing uh, the color on the on the on um, the mobile app. People love that as well. So um, I, got, I always get weird messages about, "Hey, I really love what you've done with the, the pink for the Targaryens for that mobile app." I'm thinking, okay, that took like one second. So um, yeah, <laughs> fine, <laughs> cool. Glad you enjoy it. Um, but yeah, a little thing. So um, just for the people who don't know. Um, Today was an uh, announcement. Well, it was really just like a preview for the Free Folk attachment box. And um, I had done other factions. And, you know, Free Folk, I think we can all agree, uh, they're not really the people who play them and things like that. It's just a, it's just a problem. So, you know, I just thought, well, I'll put it up there just to keep people happy. I want it to be seen as it's somewhat impartial. And, um, you know, so we put that banner up. And uh, I think Chase jumped on it straight away and made some kind of, like, campaign based on the fact that uh in the sun people were suggesting or actually wait who suggested it maybe i suggested that that if we got a a hundred likes on the image then it would become uh the banner for the week and uh, i I said that but i didn't you said that that's good yeah i didn't anticipate the gray joys driving traffic to the facebook group so inadvertently Ah, that has actually come true well also we went into the the discord and know uh, maserath and a few other people in there help rally the free folk and uh oh okay i think now we uh i think we get a, a glorious week of uh Free folk banners here, <clears throat> but we won't we won't bore our listeners too much with this. But uh, any of the attachment boxes in particular that you're really looking forward to? Yeah, I think so. Um, for those who don't know, I, I rather enjoy playing the Night's Watch and always have done. <laughs> and um, I, I really like the fact there is a, a specific cavalry attachment now. Um, the Watch Marshal, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. But for me, it's really. I, I think it's fair to say, and I just want to throw this out here now is. Um, I, I'm not exactly always the most intelligent or learned uh, resource when it comes to the game. In the past, I certainly have kept up to date and been very uh, sort of involved in really understanding what it was from the, when the Kickstarter started. But there's a lot of extremely clever, bright people in the Facebook group who know so much more than me about this game that um, you know I have to really defer to their experience and, and comments for sure. Uh, it's reflected in how I interact on the Facebook group. I don't normally offer my opinion, more it's uh, guidance. So um, when I'm looking at things like the attachment boxes, for me, I just love the way the models look. I think it's great to freshen up some of these units um, with cool new dynamic poses. And what we're seeing here is kind of uh, maybe a slight revision as to what some of those initial models look like, certainly for the Lannisters, for sure, and the Starks. 
with some exciting new sculpture I think everyone could agree are fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on those and, uh, and putting them in my units. Yeah, and I mean, I think each faction has some really cool units. I mean, the senior builder, obviously the watch marshal is like mm. fantastic being able to give uh, added mobility, but the senior builder with being able to drop stake terrain, like that's going to be crazy. Absolutely, and uh, hopefully they're going to see some cool sort of little interactions there where you know, people obviously, they're not going to exploit it, but certainly people make the, the best advantage of it. So right. it'd be great to see some maybe some content where people have used that. It's always fun to see how little things, little tactical things on cards can reflect in sort of a really fun content when we look at the wealth of content uh, creators that we have for this game. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, on the Lannister side, I think that box is, is a great box. I think we're seeing some really really cool models like we're looking at the um i think it's the sentinel enforcer which yeah. i think looks fantastic and the things like the turncoat for me those models which go in other units which then have effects a lot of people don't gravitate towards those but they can become extremely annoying and i think the ability to suddenly say actually you're not going to be doing much with this unit in this particular turn is going to be a lot of fun so turncoat great design i think that works extremely well for lannisters and it's an extension of what we've seen with some of the other themes within that faction. I think my overall favorite models are the Clegane Butcher and the oh. Dragonstone Noble. I think those two, for me, the more oh, modern ones. Are ones. Be great. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like this is, I've got to like change it up somehow, but I, I just, I'm overwhelmed with my love of the Free Folk attachment box. Like, I think those alt sculpts are amazing. Now, mm -hmm. I, I was talking to somebody online. They're like, hey, it just feels like, you know, we don't get as many cool things in there compared to some of the other factions. Mm. Well, you know, really what I look at this is, is not not everything has to be for me per se. But for this, it's like, you know, new players coming in can pick up this attachment box. And instead of buying like multiples of Cave Dweller Savages or, you know, getting two or three or three or four units just to get mm. all these attachments to like you just buy an attachment box. And I think it's going to be great for getting new people playing the game and and getting their forces like up to snuff to have, you know, the the particular attachment combinations they want plus yep. walrus clan chieftain looks awesome i'm hoping yeah. that this maybe hints at like a future walrus clan like sub faction or like another like a, a core unit that you know comes with its own attachment in it like the walrus clan chieftain um mm. but you know who knows yep i think that time will tell well let's see what happens with the game obviously there's a lot going on at the moment i, I think that the final thing that i'm excited about from the baratheon box is some of the interplay on the Renly uh, side as well. So things like the Pikeman Captain and the Thordgar Sentinel. It's things I haven't really explored. I've, I'm a rather a Stannis loyalist. I don't know why, really. I just kind of, he's not exactly a nice person. It's uh, When reading the books, he doesn't really cover himself in glory all the time either. But it's it's just fun to, to play Stannis. But um, I'm quite looking forward to giving Renly a shot as well. And I think that certainly these attachments are going to help me try new things, which I think is really what happens here. These boxes unlock so much potential within the game, like the um, uh, the, the other attachment boxes uh, for the character attachments. Just one box can change up a whole faction. And so this is why this game is somewhat unique in that regard. Other games, you might buy a new unit of miniatures, and you've got another tactical option you can use on the battlefield. But having things which change your overall play style of that particular faction is kind of groundbreaking so i think it's fantastic design and again i think seaman have knocked it out of the park with the way that they've, they've put together these particular boxes that's just the attachment boxes right that was the you know early morning post on the a song of west and fire official facebook page mm -hmm. and this afternoon they dropped a Greyjoy spoiler article or a reveal preview article um and you know that's fantastic too so i mean basically just kind of previewing those initial 
bits of information, but it looks like it's going to kind of be teased out over a while that we're going to be having the Greyjoy faction release um, with three unit boxes right at the start. So we're going to have the Greyjoy starter set. We're going to have the Ironborn Trappers, Iron Makers, and then the Greyjoy Hero Box 1. That's what you get at launch for that faction, which is a ton of stuff. Absolutely. And let's not forget as well the price point. When you consider putting everything together, really what we're talking about here is probably less than, I don't know, $200 easily. Um, yeah. Less than that. And if you've got something which you can get so many, so much playtime out of it, it's remarkable. And, you know, I'm not going to be uh, tooting Simon's horn for the whole podcast, but obviously I'm a fan, otherwise I wouldn't do this. And just looking at the boxes themselves, the box art is fantastic. The, the models themselves are, again, an evolution in how they've worked on the sculpting and, and the characterization of these characters. And also, this does represent a departure from traditionally what people have seen in things like the TV show. So this is exciting. This is new ground for the game where potentially they're moving to other areas. I guess maybe they had the mummers and things like that. But in terms of a major faction, I think people are really going to like what they see here. And I hope it does encourage people to read the books. I think it's the fourth book onwards, really, for me, is where the Greyjoys come to the fore a little bit more. So, um, yeah, there's some really cool things here. I think that I want to know what they do. I want to know how they play. And what's very important, and I saw one comment on the Facebook group, someone said, Hey, look, there's another faction that I was going, I now have to buy, but that was always going to be the case or something along those lines. Um, this for me is a must buy. I, uh, have I skipped a faction? No, but <sighs> I'm definitely not know, skipping this one. I know. Yeah. And the funny thing is that like at the time of the Kickstarter, people were like, what's your dream faction down the line? Like great joy was not on my, like, it wasn't even on my list. Mm. And now just seeing the art and the sculpts. Oh man. Yeah, I think it's going to be a must-buy. It is. And I'm somewhat of a snub when it comes to factions. I don't want everybody else playing my faction. I want them to be special to me. But I get the feeling we're going to see a lot of Greyjoys. And great. I think that's fantastic. If people enjoy these new models and, and want to come to the game here, especially with the pillage mechanic as well, which offers something a little bit new, I think this is going to be great. So um, looking forward to those releases for sure. Oh, man. I, this is going to be exciting. Uh, exciting few months here for A Song of West and Fire, the miniatures game. And... Uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. I've been actually trying to find like uh, resources to look at like scenic basing. So if anyone's <laughs> listening and they have great ideas or have tutorials that are their go-to tutorials for kind of like ocean, um, like waves or like a beach, like oceans hitting the beach. I want to do some sort of like water sand hybrid. And that's one of the things I love about A Song of Ice and Fire is that the trays give you so much real estate to work with. Do you ever do any scenic basing? Um... I struggle to paint my miniatures. So gotcha. one thing I, well, you, one thing you I do. Doing a... Yeah, you know about this. No, it's, it's one thing that I do with, um, with Star Wars Legion. I um, create LED miniatures uh, for the lightsabers and basically drill out in the middle of the miniatures. I 3D print specific bat, uh, sort of uh, bases that hold the, the, the little cell battery in there and stuff like that. So that's kind of a hobby of mine. That's but so I get, cool. Get carried away. I, I, I did it before and I sold a few and then a couple of people who I sold to potentially well do buy everything for their friends and people that they know so i just deal with a couple of people doing that and that keeps me very busy but um yeah that's that's for me it's more of a passion because i like to refine that process and do a really awesome job on it um i tried to do something with the pyromancers but it didn't really work uh trying to make them <laughs> sort of glow green but um i didn't put enough time into it i might revise those at some point but uh yeah for scenic bases and stuff like that I, I've got to find time. I've got to find discipline to, to really get stuff painted. I'm, I'm very lucky and fortunate that 
I have a fantastic gaming group in Austin. Some really, really nice people, a bunch of, of very fast friends who get together. Uh, we used to, well, used to get together. That's the sad thing, really. We don't do it now because of COVID and stuff like that. But you know, we used to meet each week and on a Tuesday at Dragon's Lair in Austin, Texas, which is, again, an uh, absolutely amazing game store, which has a whole variety of really cool products and extremely gracious to people using their tables, et cetera. They've been very supportive of our community. Now, um, this team of motley team of uh, reprobates, they, you know, we <coughs> meet up and, um, basically just chat <laughs> for half the time and incidentally we might get a game of song in and uh, a lot of them have got fantastically painted models i'm rather embarrassed that i turn up with mine unpainted but uh yeah i can't wait to get back to the table and um certainly hopefully with a painted army it might even be the great joys um west we'll wednesday well thank you so much for coming on the podcast my pleasure i've been was- you know what as much as i like being on it because it's fun talking about myself but um <laughs> I, I really enjoy the stuff that you do it's super cool and i've always been a huge fan of your podcast just from the outset you know i can't remember maybe i can't remember the first one but um i remember well, it that it was rough we were like <laughs> we made some improvements we still have made yeah. much room to grow but i think the community will join me in really wishing that um you know there's there's certainly been some real high points within the um the history of uh on the table gaming and i think that a lot of people miss um bones who was oh um, my gosh <laughs> he went there a okay. fan favorite. <laughs> Really interesting. The so the for those of you who don't remember, uh, or maybe you've repressed it, I did a little stint on YouTube of a, a little animated skeleton who was going to be like my my alter ego to say like the negative things that I didn't feel comfortable saying myself on camera. But uh, it's Chase's inner voice, basically, wasn't it? Channeled through animation. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It, uh, it was not well received. So that's a high point. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't wait for him to come back. Hopefully he makes a, a festive visit to the community. And, oh, uh, I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll, you know, no promises, but uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, you know, thank you so much. I, I know uh, I know we get to touch basic briefly before the Gen Con um, mm-hmm. live stream, but I've really enjoyed the Facebook community. And I will say that Facebook groups, by and large, are not always my favorite places to be. But you've really helped create and cultivate, along with everyone who's listening, who's in there, kind of create a space that's actually really fun to be in and is like supportive and uplifting. And it's generally just like, a you know, a, a place to feel that's like a good community. And uh, I really appreciate that. And I, I was thinking about like how much time I've spent making content or reading content or digesting other people's content or looking at people's p- pictures or miniatures mm. or posts. And, you know, so much of that is through the Facebook page. And uh, it's just a really great space. And I'm really, I can't imagine what this game would be like without it. So thank you for you and Jeremy's like tireless efforts. And yeah, here's to the future. I think, uh, I think this game is going to just only be getting bigger and bigger. And I'm hoping, you know, more people out there see the great joy and other factions that they like and, and kind of mm-hmm. join this awesome community. Well, thank you. And I, you know, I, I credit where credit's due. A community is nothing without its members. And um, I, I think one of the reasons that the community is, so um, I don't think it's a great community. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say it's a great community. It really is. I'm very proud of it. I'm proud of the work that we do, but I'm also proud of the members that we have. Um, you know, we've dealt with thousands of people. I wouldn't say we know everybody by name, but we recognise names. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're in another group. I, I know a name. I think another person. I mean, was that the person who had that Lannister army? And 
think, yeah, it was. And do a search on the Facebook group. Yeah, there it is. So um, it's amazing how familiar you, that you become with people. Um, but the level of contribution has always been very high. It's always been high of high quality uh, sort of discussion. And for me, I think that while it's easy to set the tone, really the community dictates the direction of a community. And myself and Jeremy's role is really just to curate that community. It's not really to be instructive or um, to, you know, to issue a rallying cry or anything like that. It's really just to support um how people give feedback. Now, I, I think a lot of people would expect me to speak about some of the highs, maybe the lows of moderating a Facebook group, because it's natural. You know, they're going to say, well, my friend got banned or something like that. Because yeah, maybe that has happened in the past. And um to speak on that, it's 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 pretty simple. Um we do this as individuals, and as individuals, we have good and bad days. You know, we're just people. Now, when people sometimes become truculent or combative, it makes it less fun for us. And while we don't want to be vindictive in maybe excluding people, sometimes you'd think it's just going to be easier if people didn't really have to constantly be upset about things. And so it has happened in the past. Now, with that said, I do hold myself to a quite high standard. And I appreciate that from time to time, people maybe think that's unjust or unfair. So as a result of kind of my thought process over the last few weeks, if there is anybody who feels that maybe, that, and there's a very limited number of people that have been excluded. We're not talking like hundreds of people, we're talking tens. Um, if there is anybody who potentially was excluded from the community, maybe they did something silly or um, maybe had a bad day and that reflected in their contribution, please get in touch. Uh, we can have a perfectly rational conversation, maybe see if there is a path to you being included in the future, maybe a, what we call a, maybe a, an amnesty uh, for people who want to be included because you don't want to leave anybody out. Um, Ultimately, however, um, the Facebook has been an absolute joy. We get many, many messages. We get questions about release dates and things like that and you know, all that kind of business. But uh, overall, the interactions that I had have been great. And also, as a result of the Facebook group, um, my, I, I started a, um, a Discord server <laughs> with Dan um, over in the UK. And um, that's proven to be a very different kind of very insular <laughs> community. Um, where people are very passionate, but um, just so people know, everybody in the Discord community has taken on um, uh, a character name. Well, most people have. There's some meme names and other kind of names and things like that. So pretty much everybody there will identify themselves as Jon Snow or someone like that. And um, that is a group of, of very passionate friends who communicate constantly. And for me, that's been a real surprise how uh, sort of vibrant that community has been as well. It's always fun. I don't get very hands-on with that one, kind of let it cultivate that little dark space can can do what it needs to, um, maybe step in if people ask me to. Uh, as a result graveyard. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did create um, Cardbot, which is a, a, a bot which basically um, allows people to share tactics cards and things like that um, in that particular community. Which is phenomenal. Someone sent me a message, yes, I will update it in the future. I just haven't had time. I will get around to it maybe uh, over the Thanksgiving break and maybe get that up to date for everybody. So, um, yeah, but again, another fantastic community and there's many other communities out there. I, I, I don't want to go on record and say, look, this is, this is what you get. As people know, there are local communities, there's communities for each faction, there's communities around, um, different types of content creators as well. There is a, so much different diverse, uh, voices within this community, within this game and overall community that, um, I'm a big fan of what other people do as well. And that's the awesome part, right? Is that like, the demand is like kind of insatiable and mm. you know, you can, you can have it all guys, right? Like there's no, you don't have to be like, I'm only in this group or I only listen to these content creators. Like there's so much out there. Absolutely. You know, we can go all the way from 
um, a song of ice and fire stats where Carlo works tirelessly to compile information on tournament play. We've got the guild who do tremendous work with their monthly drops. There's so many of there's painters and I, I, I do everyone an injustice not by not mentioning everybody by name, but I think we'll be um, talking probably for about 30 minutes if right. we were to, but like I said, there's anything there, but there are, ones, Mike Meeple, Roland, if you got them, like it goes on forever. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think everybody's, uh, sort of contribution really helps create what this game is. Yeah. I think in partnership with Simon, who have been a good partner to the Facebook group in the past, and we've been very happy to support them. They've been very, uh, uh, very able to support our, um, endeavors in terms of offering prize support at times certainly news articles and things like and that we dropping do have... those spoilers in the past that's been amazing exactly, yeah so we've got some fantastic access there and um again talking about some of the criticism which we receive on that some people say oh well you know i, I think i was called some kind of rude word corporate shill the other day and uh, i just wanted to um make make, make it very clear that, that again this is an independent group um it, we would we, we wouldn't be doing our job unless we were friends with the team at CMOB because we really want to support them as well. But ultimately, the community comes first. So again, any concerns about that, then please get in touch. I think we've always been rational in the past, um, but let it be known that if we didn't have that level of access and involvement, that I don't think the group would be what it was today. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I hope if you're listening and um, you participate in the Facebook group um, and maybe you hadn't really thought about, you know, how it works behind the scenes or things that this maybe shed some insight and maybe put a, a, a name with a, a voice. And next time you see Simon posting some article up or something, or, you know, you want to say a, a thank you, um, you know, do you have that, uh, you have that connection there? Well, thank you, Chase. And also let us know what we're doing wrong as well, because while platitudes are always fantastic to receive, it's, it's um, probably better that we know where we're going wrong or how we can help guide the community. It's it's difficult because we have to appeal to so many different people. Yeah. Um, different. Um, so it's really very much a balancing act, but if anyone's got any concerns, then get in touch. Finally, I wouldn't be doing my job without thanking you uh, tremendously for <laughs> everything that you've done for the community over the last three years, for sure. You've really been. I can't a believe shining... it's been three years. It's crazy. You know, you've been a shining light in the space, and I think it's, oh, it's, it's widely acknowledged <laughs> that you are one of the premier content creators of this game. Always been very supportive and had a tremendous amount of positive feedback from the community. And I think, on behalf of the whole community, thank you very much. Uh, for the time that you spend doing this because it really is for us it's for fans and i think pretty much everyone really enjoys it and that goes for all content creators out there the, the work that you've done is not unnoticed i've watched videos where it's had 14 watchers um just because of exposure basically right. people don't know what they're doing um, ah, that's so rough. they don't know yeah they don't know that exists and um keep doing it and i yes. really would like to encourage Anybody who is a sort of nascent or a fledgling content creator to just make it happen. Just start making videos. If they're crappy, it doesn't matter. Let's face it. YouTube's got a lot of that kind of content on there already. You're not going to be in bad company for sure. But you know, make, turn the camera on. Show your yeah. voice. You know, show us what you're painting. Maybe record a game and stuff like that. Because the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. It's a skill that you develop, and developing that kind of skill is a cool thing to do because as you become more accomplished, you can do more and more with it. So if you're on the fence about maybe being a content creator or contributing to the community, just take that leap of faith and ask for help. Yeah, maybe contact I, Chase, contact me, exactly. contact anybody. You know, there's plenty of people want to help. Yeah, I'm happy to help and answer any questions people have. Or you know, a lot of times I'm trying to reach out to people as fast as I can to bring them on the podcast to give them a shout out. 
Um, sometimes I miss people. I overlook things or, you know, it just wasn't on my radar. Um, so, you know, maybe help share any content you guys have with me as well. I love to push stuff out. Uh, but thank you. It's, it's, uh, it's been quite a, quite a wild ride. And honestly, like I really cherish the friendships that this game has given me and the connections and, and, uh, you know, I've just been really privileged to, to be able to interact with so many people. So on that set though, I, you know, I, it's, I, it's hard for me to talk about that stuff like that. So I don't know without it becoming too much of a love fest here, maybe we'll wrap things up. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk some crap about people. No, that's fine. I, I think, <laughs> uh, basically like it's a, been a pleasure being part of this community. And again, thank you for having me on the show, Chase. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing where, where things go in the future. So, um, of course we can't end this just like that. So if you're listening, I hope you get your miniatures on the table. <laughs>